Ladies and gentlemen, once again, you have tuned in to the greatest pro wrestling podcast in the history of the world, Ringside Chaos, also part of Pain Train Pipe Bomb Productions. As usual, my name is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and allow me to reintroduce to you and to personally welcome back Brooklyn's finest, ladies and gentlemen, Mark freaking Braverman. What's going on, Brav? Welcome back, Alex. It's always a pleasure to do the show. And uh, as you know, this has always been my favorite pay-per-view throughout throughout the years. So I look forward to every November for this one. Absolutely. And and Mark, as always, every time you're on the show, we dedicate it to the memory of your younger brother, Jeffrey. And as a matter of fact, I think every episode is dedicated to his memory, honestly. Thank you so much. Yeah, Jeff yeah. loved wrestling. He was... That he did. We, we always used, you know, the funny thing is when, when our families used to get together, the Brothermans in Long Island and the Zibbets in, in Staten Island and the Jacobs in Massachusetts, the funny thing was originally Survivor Series was on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So after we do all the you know Thanksgiving stuff and all the dinner, the turkey and all that, we would actually sit down and watch the Survivor Series. So, first three or four, actually, I'm in Uncle Freddie's house, and I do remember them very well. And my father was against it, but my but my Uncle Freddie said, my house, my rule. So, we all sat around, and we were able to watch the Survivor Series, the original, the, the, the original four. Now, what we have today, where it's matches, where everything back then was all teams. So, you had some of the greatest matches back in the day were at the Survivor Series, and they were always a bunch of fun to watch. That and they were... And, Mark, today we're going to do things a little bit different because I'm not going to lead the charge. You, sir, today I appoint you as the director for this one. A little bit nervous about that, but I thank you so much. So, um, Don't be nervous, Mark. You are great at what you do. I have spoken to our friend Ricky about this. And, honestly, Ricky, Ricky honestly basically had so much praise. I said, look. I've been doing this with Mark for a while. I think Mark is beyond capable of leading a show. You can produce Mark. You can lead by example. You know what? And because you because you love Survivor Series so much, I think it's only fair. Thank you, and thank you so much. And uh, yeah. well, well, let's say we get started with with the matches first, and then we'll cover the 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 the, uh, the two war games. So you have the card in front of you, Alex. So let's go right down the card, and we'll. Pick our winners and our losers, and we'll talk about why we think this is going on. And so, please. Yeah, you know, and of course, not surprisingly, there's, I swear that every single wrestling card, there's always a match that our friend Ricky kind of describes it, describe it as. But I've got the card right here, and of course, we got the Intercontinental Championship. Gunter will be defending the title against The Miz. We got Rhea Ripley defending her Women's World Championship against Zoe Stark. And, of course, we got the men's war games match. Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Jay Uso, and Sami Zayn. They're missing one guy, but we'll get to that against the yeah. Judgment Day. And we got the women's war games as well. And, of course, we got Carlito versus Santos Escobar. And I think we know which match Ricky's not going to like out of this one, out of the most. Yeah, well, all of us, well, we had, well, you and I had a conference call last night about this, and then I was talking to another friend of mine about this, and we all have agreed that the uh, Carlito match is the is the one match where everybody, <laughs> if you have not had your fill on Saturday night for dinner, or if you have not had your, uh, sorry, if you have not had your snack or something like that, this is the match that's commonly called out of the bathroom match around, uh, around the, around the center of wrestling fans. It's called the bathroom match, the, the uh when you go to the souvenir shop if you're at the show match or if you or if you go if you're home watching you go to fridge match that's that kind of match where it's we know it's a filler match we know no one cares so uh this is that match and i think you and i have agreed on that one and honestly i'm not a fan of carlito i never have been i just <laughs> never i've never liked the guy and i honestly know nothing about his opponent so this is that match where you just go, okay, well, this should be the one that's the throwaway where Vince knows, okay, I got to have a filler here, so there's my filler. And uh, I honestly don't care who wins. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Well, I mean, as far as uh, Santos Escobar goes, I mean, in that storyline, Santos Escobar turned on Rey Mysterio, is no longer part of the LWO. So, it haven't really, uh, yeah, no, no, no one's particularly, particularly thrilled about what's going on there. So and, we kind of got, so we already got that out of the way. Right, and I got to say something about the LWO. Look, I love Rey Mysterio. I'm, I've been a fan of his since ECW, the WCW days. And we all miss Eddie Guerrero, but the, but the LW is Eddie Guerrero's group back in WCW. To yeah. bring it back twenty years later, it just it it, it doesn't make. I don't like the storyline. It doesn't make sense to me. We didn't need another organization WWE just because we felt like having one. Yeah, I don't. It's going nowhere, honestly. You're not wrong, buddy. They're not in. A, they're, they're not in any matches at Survivor Series. They're not, they're not, they don't even have any any opponents really mat, to mess with them. So what was the point of bringing back the LWO? Because we have nothing to do with the right. You can find someone to do with the right. Ray's a great performer. Yeah, basically uh, calling uh, calling audibles seems what, what they were doing. So I, I guess now that, now that we got that out of the way, uh, should we go ahead and uh, start off with the, the Intercontinental Championship? Let's do it. Gunther versus The Miz. Uh, I gotta say, Gunter is a hell of a performer. Yeah, I like the promos. I, I like basically what they're doing with the guy. And I remind everybody that what when we heard, you remember what Vince wanted to do with Gunter, right? When Vince was still in charge. Yeah. He wanted to bury him and send him back to NXT, but Please. Triple H prevented it. So I'm grateful to Triple H. Well, Triple H, Triple H, and Vince have been arguing about. Performers forever. One of them was Fandango. <laughs> if you remember him. Uh, Another one is Gunther. One of them was uh, was our truth. Who wound up going to wound up going to other companies for a while. And the name of top of list now is, seems to be Gunther. But I don't know why what Vince doesn't like in him. I agree with you. He's a hell of a performer. The guy can wrestle. He has very good mic skills. He's a he's an he's an, he's an excellent performer. I think that he's a good Intercontinental Champion. He defends it when he has to. He doesn't argue about storylines in the background from what you and I are told from whatever sources and dark and whatever feeds we read. He so defends it more than Roman Reigns. That's not saying much, but I agree with you. But uh, I think that he's a very good champion. I like his work, and I think that he's going to be. I hope that they let him. I hope that he beats the Miz because I just can't stand Miz. I've never liked him, and. To me personally, he had the absolute worst main event in the history of, of professional wrestling at WrestleMania 27. Oh, Him boy. and Cena just were awful together, and Miz is by far the worst WWE champion of all time. So okay, all right, all, all right, all right. I know you're leading the charge, Mark, but come on, come on. Let's Miz. Okay, Miz is not the worst. I mean, I have to disagree. Miz is not the worst WWE champion of all time. Yes, he is. He could have been okay. Well, he could have been better if they had done it right. But hey, at the end of the day. That's that's not on him. Yeah, at the end of the day, much like you and me, he's he's a guy that was basically at work doing as he was told. Okay, the Miz cannot wrestle. He cannot have a decent match with anybody. His mic skills are okay, but he says the same thing. He said the same five things over and over again. He is boring. He is horrible. He was the worst champion of all time. When you cannot have a good match with The Rock, you have a problem. When you cannot have a good match with CM Punk, you have a problem. The Miz's entire run as champion was the lowest rated in history of the WWE, and that is a fact. Because right. no one wanted to watch this bum as champion. There is a reason why he only got one run. The second run was exactly six days. He's a horrible, horrible wrestler and the worst champion of all time. Don't they've never put a belt on him. And there's a reason for it. He's awful. So I hope Gunther we know Gun I want Gunther to win. I'm hoping Gunther wins. I just can't stand this guy. Ugh. I think Ugh. to answer your question about what Gunther has uh, what what Vince had with him, I think what because remember when Gunther was in NXT and in Europe I think his his uh his uh, how you say his physique was a whole lot different than it was now. Yes. That might but, be it, but I believe 
Triple H, I think Triple H is the guy who, who basically told Gunter, don't worry about what Vincent says. I got this, but you got to get yourself in shape. And I think either way, Gunter was going to do it anyway, but... But yeah, I mean, Guntur is, is fantastic, and and I have no doubt he's gonna win the he's gonna retain the title. But and, and we spoke about this like where Miz is now, his status and his position in the in the company now because he's now in his mid forties. Yep. You know, you kind of you, you kind of ask yourself like yeah, he's basically at a point where he's just he's just basically being used as the guy that's putting the other guys over. Well, that's what they do. That's what happened to guys like Flair. To guys like. Um... Jeff Jarrett and all those guys who are in their who are in their mid forties and are still wrestling and they become the stepping stone for the next for the for the for the, for the, for the next section for the for their opponent and it's a good filler for if you can pull it off. Can the Miz pull it off? I don't think he can. But that's me personally. Like I said, I hate the guy. But I've seen guys like Edge, Ric Flair, Christian, you have seen this too. Even the Hardys after a while became had this role, and that's where some of the some of the people are when you get to this age. Is that you become what they call your job? You 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 become the guy in the locker room who will work with the younger talent. Do you know who the very first star to ever do this was? Who? The late great Terry Funk. When Terry it? Funk was in. When Terry Funk was in ECW, that was his role. He was in mid middle 40s and mid-50s and crazy. He said to Paul Heyman, I want to work with him, 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 and I'll make them a star, and he did. Everybody he worked with went up the ladder. Dreamer, Raven, Sandman, Sabu, that whole locker room worked with him. Stevie Richards, and they all went on to have, and they went on to have careers, and that it's because of Terry Funk. We have that part of the business. And I hate to say it, but guys like Hogan would never do it. Well, so, you know, of course, Terry, in my, in my case, Terry Funk, you know, much like the Von Erichs, a strong pride of the Lone Star State. Yes. But, but, yeah, I mean, I have a feeling Gunter is going to win, but I feel like the match is going to be a quick one. Like, if, if Gunter, if, if Miz jobs out to Gunter, I, 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 keep, butch- I, I, I keep messing up. It, it's Gunter, Gunter, I mean... Everybody knows how it goes, but... It's the accent, yeah, it's the accent. If Miz, if Miz jobs to Gunter, that, I mean, you, you obviously in your case, you, you'll think different, but I think if Miz has a great match but loses, I think it's good, but I think you would say otherwise, but but Miz, we all know Gunter is not... I mean, I don't even know who could possibly be the guy to take the belt off Gunter, but he's going to be champion for a much while longer. He's going to be champion for much for a lot longer, but, and, and I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to put this on the record. Miz is incapable of having a good match. I've never seen him have a good match in his career. He's incapable of of the praise that you are giving him right now. All right. It's not possible for him to have a good match. He never has and never will. So, all right. But you and I have agreed Gunther takes it and I believe that I believe that he that that he will that that he will destroy the Miz. Next match, please. All right. Rhea Ripley versus Zoe Stark for the Women's World Championship. Now, if this is played right, this this could steal the whole show. You and I have agreed on this. Rhea Ripley is an amazing talent. Oh, yeah. Whether she's heel, whether she's face, whether she's mommy, whether she's whatever. whatever <laughs> okay, whatever Rhea Ripley is doing, NXT, I don't care if it's NXT, F, uh, FY, uh, FYI, whatever the hell that is down in Florida, uh, o, 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 OVW, where she worked for a while. Wherever she goes, she is the big star, and that's why she has the belt. And she's had some matches that were wonderful. I think that she's very good in, in, in the role that she is now. She's a fantastic heel. Mm-hmm. She was a part of Survivor Series last year on the losing side when she lost in the when she lost with Bailey, but she was the star of she was the main star of that of that team. And I honestly believe that she's going to have a very good match here. With her opponent, and her opponent's a very good talent as well. So, this could be a fantastic women's title match. And lately, you and I have agreed on this that the women have been stealing the cards from the yeah. men for the past three, four years. The women's match have been much better than the men's. It's not yeah. even close. Yeah. So, as far as Ripley goes, I mean, I still kind of. Uh... 
I kind of moan and complain about it because I really, I really miss her NXT character. We and all. Of course, my, my favorite Rhea Ripley moment was the day that she she went uh, the day when she said to Shayna Baszler, and ever since then, yeah, we've all. I mean, I loved her before that, but that was the day that Rhea Ripley permanently solidified herself as, even though she's a heel, the fans are always gonna love her. But oh, Ripley. Let me just say right, right off the bat, I know, we all know Ripley's not losing. If Ripley's no, gonna, I think that if if Ripley drops the belt, it's gonna be at WrestleMania. So, I I don't know. I mean, so obviously in this match, we all know who's gonna be at Ripley's side, right? You know. Oh yeah, we almost gonna dumb, be dumb. <laughs> dirty dumb dumb. Dumb dumb. And obviously, obviously, he's gonna get involved in the match. But well, the problem is, is that. Dominic's supposed to be into the cage. Is going in. Is one is one of the members of the uh, of the Judgment Day team going in going into war games. So I don't know if he's going to be at his side. He very well might be, but they may tell him to hang on a little bit because he's got to go into the cage unless they make the mistake of putting Rhea Ripley's match on first. Then I could see Dominic in her corner. If she comes out one or two. Then okay, but at the same time, we don't know the match order yet. So, I would imagine the men's war games has got to be the final one, but I could be wrong. So, I would imagine so, yeah. But let's be honest, we've all thought that one particular match would be the main event, but there's been times where you, me, and our buddy Ricky, we have not even been close. It's it's absolutely embarrassing. Ricky even wanted to punch the wall one time because he was so embarrassed. Well, we all. But okay, but you know, and Zoe Stark. I mean, again, tremendous, unique talent, especially you know during her time at NXT. Absolutely, Zoe, Zoe Stark certainly has a potential bright future with the company as long as you know creative, you know, doesn't mess up because you know creative yeah. messes up a lot. But I feel like this match could certainly go well. I just believe that if, if Zoe Stark does not come up short, it, it's clearly. She, I mean, I, again, I really believe. If she loses, it's going to be primarily due to a distraction from, obviously, Dom Dom or I would imagine another member of the Judgment Day. But, but you know, because 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 Ripley is a top heel, of course she's going to win under the controversial circumstances. But, but we all know Ripley's not losing the belt, at least not yet. I would like to see her win it clean without interference, and she's very capable of doing that. But then again, when you're in an organization. Horseman, Judgment Day, um, LWO, NWO, whatever, DX, whatever. There's always somebody going to interfere in, in that situation. So we know it's going to be a controversial win, but we do agree Rhea, Rhea is going to win. But like I said, they have a very good chance to steal the show because Zoe's a hell of a talent. She wasn't NXT. She's been a, she's been a talent up here. She flies around the ring. She does she does an amazing amount of suplex, an amazing amount of work. I'm looking forward to this one. Out of the out of the three matches that we spoke so far, this is the one I'm really looking forward to. To be honest with you. All right. Hey, you know, lately though, speaking of Dom Dom, I mean, there's that thing going on with with Logan Paul. So, I mean, who who knows who, who knows what, what could be happening uh, in the, uh, as far as he goes. But but now we get to okay. Well, let, let's go and do the the women's uh, since it's, since we always go with ladies first. Let's go and go with the uh, women's. Uh, War Games match. Got okay. <laughs> All right. For those of you who don't know who's on whose side, Team Damage Control consists of Captain Bailey, along with newest members, Kyrie Sane, Asuka, and Io Sky, the current the current women's heavyweight champion. That will be Team Team Damage Control. Their opponents are Bianca Blair, or Captain, along with the Queen Charlotte Flair, the man Becky Lynch, and Schultz. That will be Team Blair. And you and I last night had about a half an hour discussion of all the scenarios that are going to happen if either side wins. So let's break it all down. Okay. Okay. Clearly, as far as damage, and I basically kind of aimed it with damage control. Because now that Kyrie Sane is part of damage control along with Asuka... Right. Now we all know the story between Bailey and Kyrie Sane because a couple of years ago, what did Bailey do to Kyrie Sane? She injured her. She injured her. Storyline, of course, but 
So now Kyrie saying, she said in a promo this week that she remembers it, but she forgives Bailey. Right. And, and of course, you you did say that this this would indicate that something Kyrie's up to something. This is obviously some kind of setup. I have never known Bailey or Oscar or Kyrie Singh or Bailey to get along at any point in time. Bailey and Oscar have never, on any amount of circumstances, have ever gotten along storyline wise. Their characters in the locker room, I know, I, I know, I know. Uh, when they're when they're not their characters, it's a different story. But in the lot, but in on camera, when they're their when they're their characters, they have never ever gotten along. I don't even recall Oscar and Bailey ever teaming up in any situation ever, and they were opponents last year. So that's a problem. Yeah. Now we have all now when when when. Kyrie Singh joined at the last pay per view in in um in uh, in Crown Jewel. Thank you. Um, Bailey was actually shocked, and yeah. I was shocked on, and then everybody was shocked on SmackDown when Oscar. I was, even though I <laughs> when Oscar joined uh joined Damage Control, and then they had Bailey, the leader of the team, kneeling to Oscar, presenting her with a T-shirt. I'm like. That doesn't make any sense. And then Dakota Kai, who's injured, picks up the microphone and says, well, we are challenging Team Blair to war games. And originally, Pam's face was, wait a minute, we didn't talk about this. And then Pam goes, yeah, yeah, remember my, yeah, yeah, you remember my, we want war games, we want war games. It is the fact that the fans are telling us we want Bailey face because if you watch the shows, Everybody has a Bailey sign. Everybody tells they love her. Everybody's rooting for her. So we know what we, it looks like. If Damage Control should lose, and this was one of the knows that we have, if Bailey gets pinned and loses the Survivor Series, they're going to kick her out. They're going to kick out Dakota Kai. They're going to go face, and the other three will stay heel. The other thing is, if they lose, Bailey will blame Oscar, EO, and Kyrie, they go face Bailey and Dakota Kai stay heel. If Damage Control wins, nothing would happen. I don't believe that's going to happen. There's going to be some swerve here where either Bailey or Dakota Kai go face, or Asuka and the other two girls will will will, will either go face or or stay heel. One of those scenarios is obviously going to happen. We just don't know which one. But in my book, if they want to keep damage control together, damage control must take the win. They could just be swarming us saying, ah, we fooled you. You know, we're not breaking up damage control. We're going to keep them together. Who the hell knows? But that's what we that's what you and I discussed in definitely last night. Now we did. Now. Okay, well, the fact that Kyrie Sane and Asuka just turned heel, I, I doubt that they're immediately going to revert them back to baby faces. So it has happened. It has happened. Ha- yeah, especially with Edge when Edge had that brief heel run. You know, when he was kicked out until after he was kicked out of the Judgment Day. But yes. the way I see it is, look, if Bailey's one that's if if Bailey is in fact going to be turning into a baby face. Now, I now the fact is these war game matches. It's not like the Survivor Series that we've seen because in the in, in traditional Survivor Series, every goes those, those eliminations. In these ones, one pin, one submission, that's it. Correct. So it's primarily like like a regular t- tag match, except it's in a cage. There's there's all these there's all these different rules. I mean, it, it's a whole different concept. But okay. So the way well, I see it is, if Bailey does get pinned. Of course, they're going to blame her for it, and that's going to lead her to her being kicked out of the group. That's well, the way I, I see it. Well, like we said, if Bailey gets pinned, it's either going to go one of two ways. Bailey will blame the other three for not protecting her, or the other three will blame her for taking the pin. Either way, that's what we feel is going to happen. We both agree on that. Yeah, and that's what I see. The, 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 the second option, they're going to blame Bailey for it. They're I, going to call her the weak link, and that, that she's holding them back, you know. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen because lately it has seemed that even at Crown Jewel, when Bailey accepted the challenge from from Bianca Blair on behalf of Io Sky and then became a three way, Io Sky was very annoyed, very annoyed about, very annoyed with Bailey when she did that, and when Io Sky talks in Japanese, 
Bailey pretends to know what the hell she's saying. So I don't know if Bailey speaks Japanese or not. I honestly don't know. I speak a little bit of it. I don't. I'm not fluent like like they are. But uh, you speak a little. Huh. I do speak a little. I speak about. I speak about. 10, I speak about ten, fifteen words of Japanese. Yes. Awesome. And I'm actually studying more. So when Bailey does these things, you can see you going. Um, excuse you. I can speak for myself. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So there are times where it does look like they they want to get rid of her for for several weeks and months now, and now is honestly the time. And you could see at the house shows when she goes to the house shows, when Bailey goes to the house shows, when she comes out, the fans are up for her. They do. Bailey is very, very loved, whether she's heel or face. And honestly, as much as I happen to love heel Bailey, face Bailey's a better character in my book. She's not the hugger thing, please. No more hugs. <laughs> okay, well, I, well, there's let's there's stop. no way that can even be brought back anyway, but... Well, yeah, let's but now talk- that you think of it, I think Dakota Kai could actually turn face as well because imagine, okay, yeah. first of all, you have you have three Japanese women and then they become the the, the one heel stable. I think that would make sense. Now, yeah, so I think Dakota Kai also turns face because Dakota Kai says it's we lost as a team. It's not just Bailey's fault, but but we all know for sure Bailey is very likely headed towards a face turn. And he, he, there's a video. Of, of an interaction interaction with a fan that you talked yeah. about it it's on Instagram it's yes yeah, so yeah we're, that's we're, a we're, that's we're, a clear sign right there but so now we're, we're just waiting for it to happen well if you don't know what happened I'll tell you it was over the weekend it was a house show on Saturday night a fan of Bailey's big fan like me had a sign with with her original character when she was the hugger and said that that Bailey was sweet and Bailey used with does rip up Bailey's sign. She didn't rip this one up. She took it. She kissed the sign and gave she kissed the, the she kissed the sign. Not the guy. She kissed the sign and gave it back to the guy then wanted to ring into her thing. Bailey hasn't done hasn't hasn't done that in years. So it is a sign that she is going to going to turn face. And honestly I think that she's sick and tired of being healed because of all of her chat work that she does with the kids when she's not in the ring. She does a lot of she she's very into her fans, like all of them are. She's always had a very close connection. I think it's time. It, she's been a heel now for almost what three or four years now. I think it's since, 20, since 2019. Back. Right. It's it, it it's absolutely time to turn her back. And since, since before the world went to since the, before the world went to shit. Oh yeah. So I I'm gonna pick damage control to take the win though because if they're gonna keep them together, they need it. But if they lose. We know what's going to happen. So, and honestly, you can't, you can't have this. You, you don't want to pull a WCW and have the same team win over and over again. Last year's Bailey's team won. This year, hopefully, Damage Control will finally take it, and then we'll see what goes on from there. If they take it, if not, we know Bailey's out of. Uh, we know Bailey's going to be out of uh, out of um, out of Damage Control, but we'll see. I I believe Damage Control is going to win this one. This one because Kyrie Sane just came back, so are they really going to have her lose immediately? Well, they have, well the thing was they did right because Becky Lynch came back last year along with Alexa Bliss, and then they had Team Blair won, which turned out to be a mistake anyway. Because if you remember what we're discussing now, we said last year, and I checked, we said that Alexa Bliss would be the one to turn, would be the first one to turn heel on Team Blair, and guess what happened? We were right. Alexa Bliss did turn on on uh, on Team Blair right afterwards. So again, this gives the possibility of okay, damage controls win. Then they kick out Bailey. Who to help? But it's one of those scenarios, one of the six or seven scenarios that we just listed. We know will happen. All right. So all right. Now we move on to the men's war war games match. Oh, you know, you had a big one about this one, so give your scenario, please, sir. Okay, well, I did start off by saying I honestly believe because the Judgment Day, as powerful and as strong as they are, creative wants to keep them going. Yep. So clearly, out of the blue, the Judgment Day is my pick. But there are certain scenarios that we're going to circle around. Now, number one, clearly, Cody Rose's team is is missing one person. And we all have a feeling who it's going to be, who's going to fill in that spot. Randy, Randall Kenneth Orton. Rand, 
Oh, well, I, I don't know what his middle name is, but yeah, Randy Orton. Randy Kenneth Thorne is his full name. Okay. I checked online. <laughs> okay, all right. But his finish is called RKO, by the way. He's yeah, a- I know. That's how RKO came to, came to play, but... Right. Because Randy Orton's been out for a while. He's been out for over a year already, at least. Easy. Yeah. But keep in mind, Jey Uso is on that team, and when Randy Orton was hurt, he and his former partner Riddle were feuding with the Uso, so... And now, if, even if Randy Orton were to turn on his team, he's not join, He's not going to join the Judgment Day. I don't think he's going to join the Judgment Day, but like we said last night, I think there is a possibility of Randy Orton turning heel. Randy yeah. Orton is a fantastic character. The problem is he's not... The problem is he's never really sustained the face run. He's traditionally a heel. He's always yeah. been a heel, like Triple H before him and like... Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and all those guys. He is just that person. He is just that personification of the word heel. Like the Miz. No, that's where he's going. Like the Miz. Uh, <laughs> or hey, like Ric Flair. Right, Ric Flair. Ric Flair is a much better comparison than than the Miz. Or, no, Mr. Mr. Perfect. Mr. Not shine Randy Orton's boots. Don't yeah. even go. <laughs> Okay. I had to because I ha- I had to see your reaction, uh, Mark. So I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Better comparison to to Randy Orton would be Ric Flair, Triple H, um, Scott. But, well, Scott Steiner was faced for years, but when Scott Steiner went solo, he was a heel. Scott Steiner. So all those all those legendary legendary heels of the business, ravaging Rick Rude, may he rest in peace. Those are your heels, and Randy Orton is definitely in that slot of. He's better heel. Do I think he's going to become number five? Yes. Do I think he's going to turn on them? Eventually, yes. So I think that's what's going to happen. But I think it's going to be a hell of a, I think it's going to be a hell of a good match, though. I mean, the talent, the array of talent in this one is amazing. It really is, especially on Cody's team. You got you know, Cody. A, a thought came in mind. Orton, he can't he can turn heel and turn on his team. But that does not mean that they'll lose. He could basically, almost basically turn on, he hit the hit the RKO on Cody, and then walk out, and then basically Judgment Day tries to go for the win, but Cody stays in it. And then imagine, it ends up with, if Judgment Day loses and Dominic is pinned, this could actually start basically leading to the fact that Dominic could be kicked out of the group. It's a possibility. but See, These are just scenarios. I mean, there's all these different scenarios that could happen in these yeah. kinds of matches. Now you bring up the reminder me of something in NXT when Dakota Kai turned on her team way back when it's just, uh, way back when at War Games and when, when Dakota Kai turned on her team and her team won any minus Dakota Kai. So, again, that is a possibility. And teams in Survivor Series have won where someone has turned on their team and walked out the door. I mean, they did it in 2014. Yes, that's Although, correct. Although, I was actually confused because, yeah, he turned on Team Cena but walked out and it was supposedly counted out. But I always say, I don't ever remember seeing the referee count to 10, but I would imagine if you wa- – I guess if you walked out of the ring, if, if you if you go past the curtain, even if the referee doesn't count till 10, that's, that's, on a, that's an automatic count out. That's called a voluntary count out. It's an involuntary count out. I know we've seen that before in the Survivor Series. But – 1994, when going home, when the late great Owens Hart entire team got counted out, Razor Ramon was the sole survivor. Right. Because Sean kicked Diesel and the whole team walked. So right. it does have, I, I don't remember the referee ever counting to 50, but apparently he did. So <laughs> these things do happen. But um, but anyway, but, but anyway, back to the war game situation. The array of talent in this match is going to be incredible. It really is. I mean, Damian Priest, I know you like him. He's, be- he's becoming into his own a little bit. Finn Balor is Finn, Finn, Balor's Finn Balor. Dominic, I can't stand. He's nothing like his father. Dominic's just an annoyance. We know what Drew McIntyre can do. Right. He's stolen pay-per-views by himself. So, And then on the other side, you have Jey Uso. We know what he can do. Cody steals everything he's in. The array of talent in this match, Sami Zayn, if you go back to his Ring of Honor days, you go back to any match he's ever had, 
this could be a hell of a survive. This could be a hell of a war games match, and I think it will be. Well, Drew McIntyre is not in this match, actually. He didn't sign. I thought he signed on. Yeah, well, I mean, he turned heel, but he's actually not in this match, according to what I see on the card. So it's only four on four, not five on five. Yeah. So then, so then the teams are set then. Yeah. This is what I see. Yeah, basically, yeah. Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Jey Uso, and Sami Zayn versus Damon Priest, Finn Balor, Dominic Mysterio, and JD McDonough. Well, we can assume if if they want to get Randy Orton, because we've been saying that we've been saying that they've been short all 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 night. So we can assume that tonight they're going to say the men's going to be five on five. Drew McIntyre will join one team, and Randy will probably join the other team. That's what we can assume if we're going to get five on five. If not, we have a four on four, and then I don't, then Randy on can't do anything. So we have to assume that it's going to be five on five since Drew McIntyre jumped in and jumped 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 in last week. So we have to assume that's probably going to be five on five. Right. So assuming it's going to be five on five like it was last year, and like it has been the past couple of years. We can assume McIntyre is going into that, going into the double cage. Yeah, but I, okay. I hate to say because I, w- I would love to take Team Cody, but Judgment Day is getting stronger by the minute, and if they want to keep it going, Judgment Day is going to have to take the win. It's an absolute must for them mm-hmm. if they want to keep them going. If it remains four on four, then clearly Drew McIntyre. Okay, well, well, well. You know what? Here's another per- here's another scenario, and I and I don't want you to think. So okay, so it's it's four it's four to four. Orton and McIntyre are not technically in the match, but imagine this. McIntyre gets involved, and then Randy Orton comes in to even the odds, and then, but Randy Orton remains a face. And then, a- and then this starts out a rivalry between Orton and McIntyre, and then at WrestleMania, we see Orton versus McIntyre. I would love that. You know what? I, would, I agree with you, and that's what I'm hoping. I hope that that happens because I would love to see McIntyre versus Randy Orton any day of the week. Yeah, and so, honestly, that is, and, 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 and like I said, this is just, this is just a, basically a theory. So, so yeah. So the way I see it, yeah, McIntyre, McIntyre comes out, attempts it like that. Well, well, check this out. Let me add to the theory. McIntyre comes out, attacks, and then it looks as though Judgment Day is about to pick up the win, and they don't. And then Randy Orton comes out, and then takes out McIntyre, and then. Cody Rhodes' team regains regains the advantage and then eventually wins. I mean, again, there's there's all sorts of theories, but but I, I just really believe that. But back, back, to, back at that the Judgment Day team is going to win, and we could this could very well build up to Cody versus Finn Balor at WrestleMania. For all I know, I would love to have honestly at WrestleMania Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre. That that could be the main event, and nobody of, of let's say night one or let's say night one. And nobody would complain because that match could steal the whole card. As for as for Cody versus uh, Finn Balor, yeah, if we keep that going all all year, let's do it all the way to WrestleMania because that that also could be a whole lot of fun. So well, we all know night one, the main event is Jay versus Jimmy. Probably we can assume that, but like we said, the array of talent in this match. And we don't know what the other Russo brother is going to do, if he's going to jump in or not. So the array of talent in this match is unbelievable right now. Unbelievable. So this is the main event. This will be- there's, no, there's no way that this match is not the main event. It, it, would, not, it would not make any sense if it wasn't. I agree with you. It would, ha- it would have to be the main event. It's going to be the main event. And I think what and the array of talent would make it the main event. So I think what they're going to do is I think that the throw, the, the Miz match will be won because they won't open up with a title match. We usually do. The women's match will be two. Then you're going to have the other two matches, which honestly, okay, one, one people care about, one people doesn't. And then you're going to have the main event, which will be the men's war games. And I think that's going to be the whole card, honestly. And it looks like it, it's, it's going three three there are five matches set. We know at least three of the five are gonna be are gonna be fun. Two of them, yeah, not so fun. So if, it, if I, it's not if it's not Dominic who ends up being kicked out, it's very likely gonna be Damien. 
No, Damon's got the case, so I don't think I don't think it's going to be him. What if they pull a swerve and it's Finn Balor? Oh, oh, and Finn Balor is the one who gets betrayed. What? Yeah, if he gets fin- betrayed by J.D. McDonald because of the history between the two. Right. You see all these theories as we do the show. See, this is the magic, Mark. This is something you don't just write down and then expect, like you're, you're going to say on the show. Like as the show goes on, things come to mind. So, and let me say the one I had. McIntyre comes out, and then right. just when Judgment... Okay, imagine this. Judgment Day, okay, Dominic whoever covers Cody or whatever, about to win, then all of a sudden Randy Orton's music hits, and then Orton comes out, and then evens the odds, gets rid of McIntyre, and then, I mean, again, anything could happen, but I do believe... But but this is... Okay, but still, my pick is the Judgment Day, but if the Judgment I, Day doesn't win, the way I see it happening is McIntyre comes out, tries to get the win for the Judgment Day, Orton evens the odds, and then Judgment Day loses. But I, don't, I just don't see the, the Judgment Day top, the losing. Judgment Day is this match. Their momentum is so high right now. And I'm not a fan of the Judgment Day. I'm not even close. I think they're boring. But, there's, but like most groups, they start to grow on you a little bit. And honestly, the array of talent in Judgment Day, minus one Dominic Mysterio, is starting to grow a little bit. Look. The last, what, three or four matches that Damian that, that Priest have had have been absolute beauties. They've been three, four-star calibers. Finn Balor always has a four- or five-star match. We know what, what Rhea Ripley can do. We know what Drew McIntyre can do. So the array of talent, again, is incredible. So, yeah, all the scenarios that we're picking, and what if, who knows what, come, what else comes out of this? We I mean, could very well have Cody against Damian Priest. We could very well have Sami Zayn against Finn Balor. We could have anything we want. Right? And let me tell you this. If, if, if Judgment Day loses, you do know that Mommy is going to chastise them the next, the next day on or the next Monday Night Raw. Well, if they lose, Mommy's going to have a field day. <laughs> Big person, time. And the person she will blame will probably be the captain. The captain, the supposed, the supposed captain, we know is supposed to be Damian Priest. So if they lose, Mommy will rip Damian Priest a new one, and you know that, because she's not going to rip into, into her little boyfriend, Dom-Dom, because that's her Dom-Dom. <laughs> rip into the, one of the three of them. Or maybe the four of them because of, because of uh, Drew McIntyre joining the fray. So who the hell knows? But if they lose, yeah, Mommy's going to rip him a new one. <laughs> Big time. So... All the scenarios are all possibilities. Yeah. So, right. and if you look at the women's matches, the array of the array of talent we have going into there is also incredible. What if we wind up getting Kyrie versus uh, I don't know, pick somebody. Hmm. Kyrie versus anybody would be great. What if we get what if we get what if we get Oscar versus Charlotte again? But what if we get Oscar versus Blair? You'd love that. Yeah. Or we get EO versus anybody along those lines. But the possibilities of war games is endless. It is. Usually war games would end feuds. It seems that war games seems to start feud, starts the newer feuds, and that's what keeps the business going. Yeah. And I'm really hoping that this show ends up being good because AEW full gear really disappointed me, except for the fact that Will Ospreay is now officially with AEW, even though he won't start until February of next year because he's got to finish up his deal with New Japan. Uh, the episode came out this morning, so check it out. But, yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping that this show does not disappoint. Well, let me ask you a question. I don't think you will, but let me ask you a question. Why are you watching WCW 3.0? Well, I love, well, Mark, I mean, I love pro wrestling. When you love pro wrestling when, how I the way I do... You want to follow you. You want to follow all the promotions to the best of your ability. So well, I, I try to follow MLW, Ring of Honor, AEW, Impact, the the, in, the independent scene that's around my area. I love pro wrestling, Mark. I don't want AEW being better than WWE. I don't want WWE being better than AEW. I just want to love pro wrestling as a whole. Because when you're a wrestling fan like me, it's about being grateful that you have more that you more than you can chew, even though it's hard to sustain. I mean. It's unfortunate that New Japan, it's very hard to keep up with, but 
especially or or the the the, the promotion in Mexico, the the AAA Lucha Libre in Mexico. I mean, see again, I love professional wrestling, so that's so why I, I keep up with AEW programming. So do I, but honestly, but you have to remember, I'm, you have to remember. I remember WCW, which is why I call it WCW 3.0, because TNA became WCW 2.0 eventually. And now AEW is becoming WCW 3.0 with all the men revamped storylines from 25 years ago. We've seen all this already. I don't watch AEW, honestly, because I've tried. I originally, when AEW was a new concept, I used to watch them. But then when they started signing the older guys, it was like, Oh, wow, it's WCW 2.0 again. No, thank you. They brought in Vicky Guerrero. No, <laughs> thank you. They brought in the Hardy Boys. As much as I love the Hardy Boys, no, thank you. I've seen all this. I've seen this movie before. And then to make matters worse, they tried to do the broken character from 15 years ago. No, I don't want to see this. All right. I don't want to see the big show still getting into the ring. I don't want to see Edge still getting into the ring. I don't want to see Christian getting title shots. MJF is a phenomenal champion, but he's wrestling dinosaurs. Of course, AEW can't put on a good show. The whole locker room is dinosaurs. Okay, not all of it, but I got your point. Okay, back to WWE. Well, so, so I'm hoping that this show does not disappoint. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it will. But we said the same. We knew Crown Jewel was going to be a disappointment, which it was. That's why we didn't even bother talking about it. No, we skipped that whole show. You and I discussed that we're going to do it. I said we shouldn't. You said no. And the funny thing was, I actually wrote down a couple pages of just in case we did. And I looked at my notes and I said, "Why even bother?" And I threw them in the garbage. And my wife looks at me. She goes. You're not doing the show? I said, no. One yeah, because, see, because you, you, when you called me, you wanted to explain to me that there's no point, and then I said, I, I actually thought that I was going to have to explain to you that there was no point of doing it. <laughs> so, I mean, this is, I mean, again, and now I sound like, an, like, like an, ungr- an ungrateful fan, but I'm sorry, but sometimes when you know that a show does not live to the potential that it's, that it's got to be in, you don't bother. I mean, okay, case in point, this is off subject. The Dallas Cowboys, their, their last two games, I didn't even bother previewing them because they're against shitty teams. I recapped them. I was nice enough to recap them. But when, when things like that, you know, it's not even worth the, it's not even worth the time. It's not even worth the effort. Same yeah. thing with the Islanders. I'm the same with, with my Islanders. As you love your Dallas Cowboys, I love my Islanders. As a matter of fact, they wear my, 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 my Islanders, uh, my, my Islanders pants right now. Uh, I didn't bother with the last two, with the last couple of games because I know they're going to lose. So a lose, a, a losing concept is a losing concept, and I thought that Crown Jewel was a losing concept. But this has always been a fun show, the Survivor Series. I own the box set. I've seen them all. I love this pay view. My my favorite one. And we did forget to do one thing, though, Alex. That was we did not break down the rules of war games. So. For those who don't know the rules, I'll I'll explain the rules. Oh, yeah. It is a four-on-four concept. It it goes by by intervals. The first two in have the hardest job because they're in for for five minutes. After the five minutes, a a coin toss decides which team gets the advantage. And every interval afterwards, until everybody comes in, every two minutes from the face team, from the heel team, they go in. There's no, there are no disqualifications. There's no countouts. There's no rules. The only way to win this thing now, it used to be submission or surrender. And now we are understanding they've added pin. So it's pin or submission or surrender is the only way to win. No eliminations. One fall does it. And those are the rules, folks. And that will be for thank both men and women's. And yes. Thank you very much, Mark. And before anybody asks, I've seen all of them. I've seen the ones in WCW. I've seen the, 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 the one that had a ring of honor. I've seen all of them on NXT. If you've never seen a war game, you're going to love it. Just don't watch the one from, 1990, from 1997 or the, 
Bad man. Bad, 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 bad. You see, y'all getting a little getting a little New Yorker experience. That's how they do it, y'all. In Texas, we don't really go that. We just say, just don't watch it, for goodness sake. Well, if you're wondering why the 97 was so bad, it's because of what? It was the Horsemen versus the NWO. The NWO pretty much destroyed the Horsemen, which shouldn't have happened. It was the night that Kurt Henning turned on the Horsemen after taking on Anderson's place, and they smashed Ric Flair's head into the into the steel door, forcing a person's name we're not allowed to say on this show to say that the Horsemen surrendered the match. Well, I've said, I, I've said that on the show, so you can say it. It was one, one of the episodes recently uh, about Paul Heyman's uh, soap eating shame. Uh, it was Chris Benoit who said that they should stop because he was handcuffed in a cage, along with Mongo Michael, and the match ended. It was not a very good pay per view, as a matter of fact. That whole show was awful. So if you're going to go back on the network, watch the ones from the 80s. The early 90s were fine. 1995 when Hulk Hogan was pretty decent. It wasn't great, but it was decent. 96, skip. If you're an NWO fan, you might like it. 97, completely jump it. And then you could start watching the ones from NXT because everything after that, just don't even bother because the 99 concept was extremely stupid. If you remember that one, we're not going to get into that. But this is going to be a fun one. If you've never seen War Games, watch it. You'll enjoy it. And you're going to have a great time. You really are. Damn right you will. Mark, once again, I'd like to thank you very, very much for coming on the show. You did a fantastic job taking the lead in this one. Thank You're going to be doing it again. <laughs> thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. And a reminder that Ringside Chaos is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, pretty much anywhere where you can get your podcasts. So what I need you guys to do is hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, because this is, in fact, the greatest pro wrestling podcast in the world. If you love pro wrestling, you need to subscribe to the show. So in that way, honestly, I want to be sure that you do not miss out on any exciting upcoming content. This is Alex Alcazaz, standing by with Mark freaking Braverman. Brav, before, we let everybody, we, before I let you go, anything else, uh, anything else you got to say? Yeah, I got to say one more thing. If you follow me on TikTok as of tomorrow, I am closing my TikTok for 30 days at, at, to protest the website. I have my reasons. I'm not going to say why on the air. If you want to find out, I put the reason on my Facebook page. So if you follow me on TikTok for 30 days, I'll be closing my TikTok page. You can still follow me on Facebook. I'm not on Twitter for obvious reasons or what they call X now, but you can follow me on Instagram all over there. I'm on uh I'm on Facebook. I'm on all those sites, but I will not be on TikTok for the next 30 days. I will be closing my TikTok page. And I want to thank my beautiful wife, Tracy, for doing the same thing. And uh, good luck to my favorite star, Bailey. Good luck and all the best to her and all the best to the teams. And just have a great, have a great show, guys. Just give us a great, give us a great, give us a great show. That's all I'm asking. All right. Thank you, Mark. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the show, and God bless. Yep. Have a good night.